2: Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence.
1: He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The
2: Rush Hour is on the air. Rush,
1: rush.
2: Now, here's Bo Lee.
4: Welcome, Bo Lee here on WABC Talk Radio 77 with you. For our Monday rush hour, if you want to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 848-WABC.
0: Gracie Mansion now.
4: Trump Force
3: One took off uh, this afternoon from the PBI airport, and
4: it has arrived in New York, as you heard Rudy say. Uh, Rudy described very accurately the route that the motorcade is taking to get to midtown Manhattan, where Donald Trump will spend the night. Tomorrow, according to news reports, at about 2.15 in the afternoon, he's scheduled to be in the Manhattan courtroom, where he will be arrested, arraigned, in a case that should have never been brought before the courts in the first place by Alvin Bragg.
3: In remarks this afternoon, New York City Mayor Eric Adams issued a warning to potential protesters And he singled one out by name. It was, I think, remarks that were ill-advised. But that's who he is. Let us listen to what Mayor Adams had to say this afternoon, this morning.
5: Uh, It's up to DA Brax and... You, we've heard a lot of reports, but uh, the DA is going to make that determination and uh, we're doing what we always do. Uh, you know, we are monitoring comments on social media uh, and the um, um, NYPD is doing their normal role of making sure that uh, there are, there's no inappropriate actions in the city. And we're confident we're going to be able to do that.
3: Yeah. Is that it? Was there more? Oh, well, we have. He also went on to say that people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, she's coming to town. And he warned her when, she, when you're in town to be on your best behavior, which is the cut that I wanted. But it's obnoxious. It is totally
4: outrageous that he would single out a sitting member of Congress, accuse her of disinformation at the same time he claimed and was talking about how safe New York City is. I
3: wish I could have the real quote, the cut that I asked for. Well, let's hear, let's hear what Mayor Adams had to say
4: further.
5: New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread misinformation and hate speech, uh, she stated she's coming to town while you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind and If one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you are.
3: Talk about misinformation. There's plenty of violence going on
4: in New York every single day. The perpetrators, if caught, are let free by Alvin Bragg, the very same district attorney who now standing on his pomposity to try and take down a former president of the United States for purely political reasons. Mayor Adams sits and claims this city is safe. Why aren't people riding the subways? I have a big article today in from one of the major papers about how we have to invest a lot more in not just New York's, but in the mass transit of major cities. Part of the reason is because people think after the pandemic that they are unsafe places to be, and that includes New York. We've had story after story about how unsafe mass transit here is in New York. All you have to do is pick up any of the papers, any of the tabloids, New York Post, Daily News. Once in a while, even some cases reach the New York Times with people that are being stabbed, shot, Injured, hurt every single day in New York, and yet this mayor pompously tells us that if there, if someone comes in and commits violence, they're going to be arrested. That's a joke. While he's accusing and talking out of the side of his mouth about Marjorie Taylor disp- Marjorie Taylor Greene dispensing disinformation, his whole speech is full of disinformation.
3: It's not accurate. Under his leadership, New York has become a haven for criminals. And this mayor and his progressive Democrats don't do anything about it except engage in this endless witch hunt against Donald J. Trump. A lot of nerve. A lot of nerve for him to stand up and... Try to
4: lecture a sitting member of Congress about how she ought to behave when she comes to New York. And people have a right to protest, Mr. Mayor, whether you like it or not. I didn't hear you complaining when Occupy Wall Street back in the day. Where was Mayor Adams talking about how uh, people need to behave themselves in New York? Where was Mayor Adams standing up and saying, you know, when the Black Lives Matter riots were spreading across the country, how people need to behave? not engage in violence. Just like every other Democrat, they go silent. But oh, if we have something connected to the Trump case where he thinks he can grandstand and make some kind of
3: comment about how safe New York is under his leadership when everyone knows better. What a sham. It's like he's the he's the chief con artist in the city. Just, I say it, so
4: believe me. Believe me that the city is safe. Never mind what you read every day. Never mind what your experiences are walking in the city. Never mind people getting sucker
3: punched every single day. We just had some journalists sucker punched in the city. Oh, but if you commit violence, you're going to be arrested. Yeah, right. What do you think you're talking to? You must think you're talking to people that don't read or even watch TV, Mayor. It's so pathetic. There's an article in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today from Ramesh Punaru. And this guy's usually a liberal. but But he's talking about the political hypocrisy that Republicans find themselves in those who
4: chanted Lock Her Up now that Donald Trump is facing these legal
3: difficulties. He says Democrats were right the first time to protest against this Lock Her Up speech and that he he is worried and very concerned, like many of us are, that this is just the opening salvo now in what will be continued battles To see who can indict who. As he said, there are many creative district attorneys in Red State. And I will say they have many targets to choose from. And I will also say that if Republicans
4: do not answer this nakedly brazen political move, then they are very much not in tune with what their base wants, because their base does not want for this Trump arrest to go down
3: easy. They expect there will be a political price for Democrats to pay for it, and there should be, there should be a political price. The motorcade has now stopped. People are exiting some of the vehicles. Their Secret Service, we assume Secret Service people, lined up in front of Trump Tower. There was a mighty crush, as you might expect, of media on hand from all over the world
4: to witness this history that is being made.
3: Certainly, we've seen nothing like it in modern America. The only thing that comes close
4: is that President Ulysses S. Grant was apparently arrested
3: for driving his horse carriage too fast back in the 1800s, after the Civil War, of course.
4: But since then, Americans, and that was was not covered you better believe, by any
3: of the world press at the time. There is a heavy security presence. Some of the shots that are being taken by the media are are taken from across the street on Fifth Avenue. The actual front of the building is unobstructed. There has been an effort to keep that building clear, except for security personnel.
4: As Donald Trump prepares to enter Trump Tower, where he will spend the night,
3: and at some point we expect early in the afternoon make his way to the court, there are pro-Trump signs out. I bet you Eric Adams is very upset about that. Some of those Trumps urging President Trump to finish his, finish building the wall. Others
4: suggesting they want to see him succeed in the 2024 elections.
3: Maybe Mayor Adams will run over there and lecture those people on how they need to stop hate speech and behave themselves. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, A.K.
4: Snurdy. When we get back, we are expecting to talk with Judicial Watch. Head Tom Fitton, who should be with us. We've had a remarkable sports story, too. I don't usually cover sports, but we're going to check in with Danny. Temptations went to number
5: one on this day.
4: Back in the 70s. Just my imagination. James Golden, a.k.a. Snerdley. WABC. Coming right back.
5: To have a girl like her is true.
2: Shower is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I've
4: been really trying. Marvin brings us back. Celebrated the, or commemorated, the anniversary of his death at the hands of his father the other day. Last week and this week, yesterday was... The birth date of Marvin Gaye, Motown's Marvin Gaye. There is a biopic of Marvin's life that is being negotiated right now in Hollywood. I have the inside track on that. While the scripting is going on for the biopic. We are pleased to have with us from Judicial Watch, Tom. You know, Tom, how are you? Thank you for joining us.
0: Oh, I'm doing as well as can be expected considering the circumstances. How are you doing, James?
4: I'm doing okay, Tom. Something happened over the weekend on our Saturday show. I'm going to just make you aware of it really quick. We had a lady, a very nice lady that called in, and she was so excited. And she shared with us that she had just discovered this website where people are just doing amazing work. She wanted everybody to know what it was. It was judicial watch. I can't believe these people. They're doing such. And I had to tell her, we have had Mr. Fenton on. You're right. They do amazing work. But that just goes to show there are a lot of people yet that have yet to discover the great work that you do. So before we talk about Donald Trump and his legal woes for a few minutes, can you just kind of let people know what you guys are doing and have been doing this isn't new. I've been following Judicial Watch since I was with Russia's program. We followed what you guys were doing every step of the way. You've been engaged in, in this battle for the Soul of America for decades now.:
0: uh, We have. And uh, we're a government watchdog group. We're, we're conservative, so you know we understand as a result that often big government means big corruption, and uh, you really can't trust, certainly at the federal level. Um, you know, the feds to cross the street, honestly. So when it comes to what's been happening to President Trump, uh, you know, pretty much everything we've been worrying about came to a head with the abuse of power by the government. Uh, We exposed a lot what was going on under the Freedom of Information Act. You know, and you can bet with Bragg, you know, we're investigating him as well um, under the law, through the open records laws and anything else we're able to do. Uh, even just do basic so journals, some of the questions the media that, refuses
4: to do. So some of the questions that come up, Tom, and these are questions that you just see all along, social media posted from conservatives. Why has there been such a a, a double standard that allows Hillary Clinton, for instance, and in the and the DNC to pay a simple fine for misleading the FBI and misleading law enforcement on this phony Steele dossier? the questions go back further than that they go back to her mishandling of classified documents they go back into the clinton administration and the multiple multiple abuses of of what most people consider the most the the breaking of the law there with campaign financing um and then you can move on to that from from other areas the hunter biden certainly comes to mind why is there no activity with hunter biden on the federal level and yet we see what is happening to President Trump? How do you answer that, Tom?
0: Well, I you know, I think it's quite evident what's happening and uh, you know the way I think about it is it's not a double standard, it's a single standard. They're being perfectly consistent, right? Which is you know, protect their own uh and go after their opponents. And that's what's happened consistently in the last several years. It goes on more or less and there are always exceptions in my view that prove the rule over time. But practically speaking, the Democratic left controls the operations of the federal uh, uh, system, uh, certainly when it comes to the Justice Department. And I don't need to tell you who runs New York City or who runs <laughs> fulton County, Georgia, or even, practically speaking, locally, who run, runs Washington, D.C. I'm, I'm not even talking at the federal level. So these are left-leaning jurisdictions run by partisan Democrats who have hijacked the law enforcement apparatus of each jurisdiction at the local state and federal level and right now there's this storm front that goes from georgia through dc all the way up to new york uh that's raging against our republic with this um malicious process against uh uh our 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 dear uh president uh donald trump an innocent man for the record
4: what do you expect if you do i know that it's i think it's People are telling me, and I read reports from from pundits saying, oh, this is going to be dismissed on the merits. Oh, nothing. Tom, I've always had the opinion that once something enters a courtroom, especially in a situation where there's potentially bias, all bets are off. You can't predict what's going to happen. No one can predict what will happen here. There are so many factors that come into play. If there's a jury trial, how are the jurors selected? Who's excluded? Um, there were, uh, I think it was Alan Dershowitz who said l- this ought to be moved out of Manhattan and put into Staten Island. Uh, there are so many variables at work here. How do you think people should prepare themselves for whatever the outcome is here mentally? What, How they should look at this?
3: Oh, I, I
0: think your listeners should presume that Donald Trump, one way or another, is going to become a political prisoner. Uh, by hook or by crook. Wow, uh, that's what the left plans. I mean, we're presuming. I mean, to your to your point. I mean, does he even give any bail tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know how it works there. Maybe you've talked to lawyers who will tell you, "Oh, yeah, ordinarily, you know, there's no, um, you know, there's no doubt he'll get bail." Well, I don't know. I mean, he shouldn't be prosecuted. I mean, what we're witnessing is a failure of the system, and so. Um, You know, there's one thing to say that once the process begins, it it takes on its own methodology in terms of finding out what the truth is or getting to a result. You know, that's that's the way it's supposed to work. Right here. We have politics on top of it. Uh, So it's even worse than uh, you can't predict what's going to happen. It's like, well, you should just be prepared for the worst. And the worst, in many ways, has already begun. I never thought we'd see this day. I guess I've been worried about it, but I mean, the idea that they're going to prosecute a former president and and the top the top candidate opposing Biden on such obviously protectional uh, you know bases is you know it makes me fear for the future of our republic and the republican form of government. Meaning, are we going to be a, a nation of laws
3: or a nation ruled by men? What is the
4: response that as a political party, now, not a legal judgment, but but, Tom, as just a political judgment, you are an observer of what happens in politics as well as wearing your legal hat. Politically, what should Republicans, what should be the response of the Republican Party to what we are all as a country witnessing right now?
0: Well, just so you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I, but I've had a little too much experience looking at these political-slash-legal fights. I, I think there should be a strong denunciation. Uh, everyone who is anyone in national Republican politics, and frankly, even at the local level, should denounce this. Honest Democrats, and they are honest Democrats. I mean, you're in New York. You know there's, a, there's kind of a conservative opposition even within the Democratic Party up there should denounce this. The governor of New York should intervene and stop this. Uh, you know, we've got to protect our country from this abuse. I mean, what is, the, is this the new standard? Part of the election season is trying to jail your political opponents. That's, you know, well, that's not that's not when the elections begin. It's when you prosecute and jail your political opponents. That's when the campaign season begins. God help us, James. God help us.
4: Couldn't agree more. Very quickly, and we have to stop here. Please tell people where they can reach you and Judicial Watch, Tom.
0: Uh, we're on the Internet all over the place, but uh, our website is JudicialWatch.org, JudicialWatch.org. There's, that's where that fine uh, young listener lady who called you was looking
4: at. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll have you back in the near future. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you yeah. James Golden, a.k.a. Snorley. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to switch gears for a hot moment to talk something we rarely talk here, sports. We're coming back. And then your calls. Yes, we're going to get to your calls. If you're on hold, stay on hold. James Golden, a.k.a. Snerdly, 800-848-WABC's the number. Don't. Go away.
1: Rush. It's the Rush Hour
0: with Bo Snerdly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Have...
4: Godfather is Souls. Mr. Dynamite, the hardest working man in showbiz, soul brother number one, James Brown brings us back, and they were certainly feeling nice, LSU, the team, women's basketball, and with us is Danny DiCrescenzo, who is... On our Saturday morning extravaganza, Mr. Sports, as well as Mr. News, he has been educating your host and our audience on exactly what the Final Four is, what it's all about. But one of the things Danny talked about was women's basketball and how it has exploded this year thanks to um, one of the Iowa players. What's your name? And what's your name? And Angel Reese got into it. Apparently I'm reading the paper, Dan, I'm looking at all this, I'm seeing a video, and then Danny, and then Danny I, I hear this this post game interview and I said I gotta talk to Danny. I gotta find out what is this what is going on here. Let me let's listen and then we'll talk to Danny. This is what I, I it was on the video in the middle of the news story. This is a player from LSU, Angel Reese, after the game. Uh, that they they played. The, I guess this was the uh, championship for the women's basketball teams. Here's what she said.
1: I'm 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 happy. I mean,
2: all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody. I don't the, the narrative. I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year, but when other people do it. Y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that's going to speak up on what they they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. And I mean, I'm I'm happy. I feel like I've helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season.
4: Danny, what went on? Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be
2: joining you on this Monday afternoon. So just to give a brief context, Louisiana State won over Iowa, 120 to 85. Angel Reese, I'm sorry, 102 to 85. Angel Reese, the player that we just heard, tournament most outstanding player. She had 15 points and 10 rebounds in the title game, 21 points, 15 rebounds a game in the tournament. So what happened was against Louisville, Caitlin Clark did the can't-see-me motion like John Cena. And she got a lot of positive reception for it. Obviously Caitlin Clark, probably the best player in women's basketball right now. And then during the championship game, Angel Reese did the same gesture to Caitlin, and there were a lot of accusations on social media of her being quote, "classless," or being very mean or rude" to Caitlin Clark. And I think the big story here is that there was so much hype built around Caitlin Clark. obviously it did a lot for the game of women's basketball, but it also built a cult of personality against Clark when someone like Reese, who is an outstanding player in her own right, does the same thing, and sure, the context may be a little bit different, but I think it's a little unfair to criticize her for doing what she did because who, who wouldn't be excited to win a national championship and take down this player that pundits and sports commentators were saying was literally the Jesus Christ of women's basketball?
4: Whoa. Wrong. Okay, and so, so LSU was not expected to win this over Iowa, that's I, I take it.
2: That's it's it's difficult to say because Iowa had the best player, but the coach of LSU, Kim Mulkey, is a legend in the women's basketball scene. She coached at Baylor for many years, went to LSU, and basically as soon as she, she arrived on campus, she turned LSU into a national title contender. They won the championship in her second season at the helm. So this program, not exactly a perennial blue blood but they were a really solid team they're a very deep team it was just that Iowa beat the number one overall team in the field South Carolina who was undefeated and had probably the second best player in the women's game Aliyah Boston that made them a sort of favorite but I would say there was no overwhelming team that was destined to win in this case
4: okay now let's quickly turn our attention because you as you pointed out on our Saturday radio extravaganza this thing, the, the March Madness, is coming to an end. You had made some predictions. I don't want you to go over the predictions now, but what I do want you to do is tell us who's left and what we should expect to see uh, as this March Madness thing ends up this year.
2: All right, so the women's tournament is over. Congratulations to LSU, even though a lot of people were saying the refs ruined it. 37 fouls in that game, an all-time record. But on the men's side, it's UConn, And it's San Diego State University. Now, UConn, they destroyed Miami. Nothing to say there. But the FAU, Florida Atlantic University, San Diego State game was crazy. It went down to the wire. FAU was up big. The Aztecs of SDSU came back. And then Lamont Butler, one of the greatest shots in March Madness history, stuck one in the short corner. It was only the second buzzer beater in the Final Four after Jalen Suggs in 2021. So now it's UConn versus SDSU. And UConn has won a lot of their games. By convincing margins, they've won every game by double digits. But SDU has an incredible three-point defense, and they already beat Alabama, who was the top overall seed in the men's tournament. So really, I would say this could go either way, but all the experts are saying UConn, and I don't blame them because the Huskies have looked really, really good. They haven't had any serious problems this March.
4: Well, Danny, thank you for taking some time for us today. We look forward to an extended conversation with you about all of this. Let's save this cut, guys, because I want to talk about uh, Angel Reese and this whole business again on Saturday when Danny joins us and we have a little bit more time. Danny, thank you for giving us the highlights. We, Danny DeCrisenza, WABC News, but he is a legend when it comes to analysis of basketball. Thank you, Danny. Thank
2: you so much. Thank you so much, man.
4: W.A.B.C., James Golden, A.K. Sterling, coming back. Your call is coming up. We are waiting to hear what you have to say about the Trump indictment. If you want to weigh in on this you-can't-see-me business, I didn't know women talk so much trash or actually gestured so much trash. But, uh, you know, during basketball, that's like stuff men do. But anyway, coming back, W.A.B.C., your call is coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
2: This is The Rush Hour with those Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
4: Line rhythm section may be so into you on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're going to head to your phone calls. First, I have to do my own prediction. I know nothing about men's basketball in the college level i heard the knicks made the playoffs i mean who knew yeah right that's gonna happen (laughs) okay but who knew Uh, college basketball so rush used to do the environmental wacko picks that's how we used to do you know do the so i am going to in honor of rush Try to do an environmental wacko pick for college basketball tonight. What do we have here? We have San Diego, the Aztecs, native indigenous people. The indigenous people are up against the Yukons. And who are the Yukons? The Yukons are the colonialists, they're the colonizers. They're the people that came and took Alaska away from the indigenous people that are up in Alaska. And then they got the dogs and they used the dogs like slave labor to do these races where they bet and gambled and made money and stole the gold and stole all the resources from the indigenous people. Now, yes, some of you historians are going to tell me, but you know, the Aztecs weren't as pure and clean as the wind-driven snow, they used to cut people's heads off. They used to sacrifice to the sun god. They used to take out their hearts. And all. Stop it. They were indigenous. And in White Scott, indigenous people can do no harm.
2: That is correct. But what what is the mascot of Yukon?
4: Anybody? I don't know what the mascot of Yukon is. I think it's the Huskies. Okay. It's a dog. Yeah. Okay, a dog that symbolizes we took over and we and we sicked our dogs on you and we probably sent the police out to beat you and the poor Indians up there were saying I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and it didn't matter. So isn't it obvious who's gonna win this game? Isn't it obvious, my friends, that using the environmentalist wacko method who should win the game? It should be the indigenous people and they're playing in Houston where it's hot where the temperatures are hot they're not playing up in Alaska where the poor indians the poor indigenous people excuse you, me
2: you remember that yukon is the university of connecticut right doesn't
4: matter okay. they still are yukons got it and they're still up in the northeast thank you for that i forgot they spread their colonialism all throughout the northeast they took it all over and therefore they deserve to lose, big time, and they'll be lucky if they get out of there without being scalped. There's your pick. Let's I, don't I
3: don't know if the Aztecs
2: did scalping, but okay.
4: They took out people's hearts. We don't want to well, be they too did that, graphic,
2: but not not they left their uh, and, and heads out. rolled
4: and heads rolled again. Heads, heads may have rolled a bit. We don't want to be too graphic. Okay. They're indigenous. Okay. Leave them alone. <sighs> Thank you. Let us go to the telephones, Max, in Manhattan. You're on with James Colton, a case nearly. How are you, Max? All
2: right, James, thank you for taking my call. Um, I think this, what's happening to Trump is horrible, but I think it's some sort of magic trick because behind the scenes is uh, something that Lindsey Graham
0: is trying to pass right now with his other cohorts, and it's called Senate Bill
2: 686. And if it passes, you will, your computers will be able to shut off, be shut off at any time, And your phones will be able to be shut off at any time in any appliance in your home. So let's not forget about Senate Bill 686 that we hope
3: will not pass.
4: Well, thank you. We'll all look at Senate. I'm surprised the Senate bill is not called 666. But, you know, that story for another day. I'll have to look into Senate Bill 686. Let me just express my skepticism up front that a Republican, even Lindsey Graham, would dare author a bill that would demand that the government shut off your phone and shut off your computer at any given moment. But we will dutifully look into it. Thank you. Let us go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn, New York. How are you?
1: Good afternoon, James. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you, and I hope you are also today. Um, If you'll give me a moment, um, I just want to give excerpts from a a short Bible passage and the interpretation of it, and how I think it relates to what is going on throughout society today, and specifically with regard to Donald Trump. This was uh, from Daily Mass on Friday the 24th, and for Catholics, this is the 40 days of Lent that commemorates the 40 days that jesus spent in the desert uh during that time he was tempted by the enemy who most people call the devil i don't even like to use the d word um while he was waiting for his crucifixion and then to rise um the the bible at mass during lent focuses on the 40 days
4: jacqueline you're gonna have to get right to it because the clock is ticking heavily i'm sorry sweetheart right to your point though
1: see it's it's from the book of wisdom those that they, they find people to be obnoxious that are talking about morals uh, and issues and turning away from sinfulness. And I'm equating this to what they're doing to Donald Trump. I'm, by no means am I saying that he it belongs to be kept in the same company as Jesus. But the actions and the behaviors toward him and, as Donald Trump said, toward his supporters, they're being attacked. We are all being attacked. Donald Trump is not the only one. We need to pray for our country, and we need to pray for President Donald John Trump.
4: Jacqueline, you are an angel. Thank you, my darling, for sharing that with us. Tony, Clifton, New Jersey. Right to your point, please. The clock is ticking. How are you, Tony?
1: Okay. Thank you for Tom Fenton, uh, Alvin Brick, Eric Adams. You're going to have some explaining to do. And happy Easter and Passover to everyone. Bye, James.
4: Thank you, Tony. Mike in Patterson, New Jersey. Quickly, to your point. Hi, Bo. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm first time caller. That I, I, if I was Donald Trump, I would file for PTI, and in one year, the charges are out of trouble. The charges are dis- dismissed, and he could still be running for president.
3: And okay, a, a few broke. things.
4: And PTI, spell that out for people that don't know the acronym. Pretrial intervention. Okay. Now, Donald Trump has said already he's not pleading to anything. He's pleading not guilty, period. As for uh, what could happen with him running for president, even if he is indicted, there is no law in the Constitution that would prohibit him running for president while an indictment comes. Last point on that, and then we'll get to some other callers, is that although he is being expected to be arrested and indicted tomorrow, because of the way that New York courts are set up, it is anticipated that this trial will not get underway until next year, which is smack dab in the election season. So this could be interesting, the way that this all plays out in terms of a time frame. Thank you. Steve, New York City. Welcome. How are you, Steve.
0: Hey, I'm doing great. I just want to tell you, I'm living in New York for 20 years now, and the crime's never been so bad. Elvin Bragg does, uh, doesn't prosecute it. I know someone personally who, in October, was punched onto the tracks coming home from work. He's, he's, a guy just came over to him, smacked him onto the tracks, and while they were pulling him up, the guy, one of the people helping to pull him up slipped his, his watch off and just stole his watch. The city is crazy, and they're not prosecuting anything. All the, the only thing they have time for is to go after Trump.
4: Thank you, Steve. Exactly right, and exactly to Alvin Bragg's misinformation about this being the safest city. John, quickly, we have about a minute less. We have less than a minute. John, make your point really quickly.
5: James, great man. James, great man. James, you're a good person. James, real Thank quick, uh, Ms. Clark, Ms. Clark, who plays for Iowa, when she made her hand gesture, she made it to the crowd. It was through the crowd. Ms. Reeves made it directly toward her. I think Dan needs to clarify that a little more. And let me just say one thing about uh, both girls. Both girls are wonderful players. Ms. Clark is a generational player. Okay, it was even mentioned by the, by the uh, coach, the opposing coach uh, from LSU. I think, I hope she gets the accolades that she's entitled to get the way Shaq gets them, the way, the way uh, Jordan gets them. So if you understand what I'm saying, when someone does prove themselves, they should be acclaimed the fullest. thank you
4: James. thank you thank you that's it for us today monday's rush hour comes and goes very quickly my friends we will be here tomorrow god willing may god bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families thanks for being with us today join us for tomorrow arrest day mark stein will be with us tomorrow keep it here on wabc all day all night get that app keep it with you listen in see you tomorrow bye